The Playful Psychologist podcast is hosted by me, Emily Hanlon, a clinical psychologist who primarily works with children and adolescents. This podcast has been designed to offer support to new psychologists who may feel as though they are drowning in uncertainty. It has also been designed to inform and educate parents and teachers on all things child development. Along with some special guests, I explore different aspects of child development, including developmental disorders and emotional regulation, while also advocating for those who may be falling through the cracks in our current system. This episode is proudly sponsored by Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones is a business run by a husband and wife team who have two little kids of their own, so they know all about needing a little extra support to get going in the morning and a little support winding down at night. Their product, The Perfect Pair, is an AMPM vitamin duo. The Perfect Pair works by supporting the core foundations of a good day, energy production, sleep quality, skin health, digestion, stress relief, and more. By starting with a solid foundation, the rest, such as exercise and making better food choices, all fall into place just that little bit easier. Think of it as setting yourself up for success. Taking these vitamins isn't going to be a quick fix or your miracle answer to all of life's problems, but by laying a good foundation, you're better able to work towards your health and fitness goals. So I guess on the note of self-care... Today I wanted to chat about something that's a little bit, um, a little bit different, I guess, and it's something that I do get asked about a lot, and that is carer burnout. So I think in Australia, um, particularly prior to the NDIS, there wasn't a lot of support for parents and parents needed to be, you know, therapists, carers, you know, stay-at-home nurses, stay-at-home mums and educators and just try and juggle it all. And even with the NDIS, which has been great for a lot of families, not all families, but a lot of families, parents are still responsible for a lot um, when it comes to their kids with additional needs. So I just wanted to touch on this a little bit because I do think it's something that we don't speak enough about. So what is carer burnout? Carer burnout is, I guess, what we describe as a state of physical, emotional, and just mental exhaustion. It's accompanied by changes in attitude. So you may be like really positive and then, you know, and caring and stuff, and then go to a little bit more negative and dismissive and unconcerned. And burnout Carer burnout can occur when caregivers just don't get the help or support that they need, or if they're trying to do too many things that, you know, or they have too much on their plate and they don't feel supported, um, whether that be emotionally, physically, or even financially. So it can cover a few bases. And many caregivers also feel really guilty um, that if they spend time taking care of themselves rather than taking care of their loved one, um, you know, that they, they might be doing the wrong thing, which is absolutely not the case. And I guess the take home is like while caring for a loved one can be really, really rewarding and something that, you know, someone in the family really wants to do and is really passionate about, it does involve a huge amount of stress and responsibility. And since caregiving is often a long-term thing, it's not something that, you know, typically is over in a year or six months even, the emotional impact can really snowball over time and creep up on uh, the carer. So it can be really disheartening as well if the carer feels like they're in over their head there's no hope um, that the family member is never going to get better or even if like despite the carer's best efforts the condition is gradually deteriorating so I guess an example of a condition like that would be something like MS or Parkinson's um, and they feel like they're putting all their energy into helping that person but it's just uh, I guess they feel like it's to no avail and that can be really um, disheartening that sense of like hopelessness that 
you're just treading water and really getting nowhere and in fact sometimes going backwards so these carers may also worry about what the future holds for them and for the person that they're caring for and also what will happen when they are no longer there to take care of their loved one and I guess that's for me like I, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as my brother's carer but as one of his loved ones that is something that I experience quite a lot I, I probably worry have like a serious worry session about once a week as to what's going to happen to him um when I'm no longer here like you know if my parents were to pass away he would obviously be with me and I'm totally fine with that but then what happens when I pass away that what's going to happen to him so I can only imagine the stress that people go through that uh, are caring for someone on you know 24 7 on a daily basis 365 days of the year and I guess like with any sort of stress, if the stress of the caregiver is left, you know, unchecked or unmonitored or unaccounted for, it can take a really big toll on their health, their relationships, their state of mind. And again, just eventually leads to just total burnout, um, which is, you know, that state of emotional, mental and just physical, pure exhaustion. They've got nothing left to give. And when people get to that point, as you would know, um, they suffer and the person they're caring for suffers because we've spoken about a million times you cannot pour from an empty cup but we you know we always say that to parents you have to look after yourself you can't pour for an empty cup but for some reason when it comes to carers um, you know they seem to slip under the radar so I think that's really important as well that when they're feeling burnt out it doesn't only affect them it affects the person that they're caring for quite significantly may I add so that's why taking care of yourself if you are a carer is not a luxury it's an actual necessity and you need to look after your own emotional and physical well-being and that is just as important as making sure your family member gets to their doctor's appointments or takes their medication or is well looked after themselves so let's look at what may cause care of burnout because like I said it can creep up on you and it can be like a combination of a bunch of different things so carers are often really busy caring for others obviously and they do tend to neglect their own um, emotional physical spiritual mental health and the demands of um, caring for someone on that caregiver's body mind and emotions can easily become overwhelming can lead to fatigue hopelessness and burnout which we've already said but other factors that lead to caregiver burnout more specific factors are things like Role confusion. So many people are confused when they're thrust into the role of caregiver and it can be really difficult for a person to kind of separate their role as a caregiver from their role as a partner or their role as a child, their role as a parent, their role as a friend um, and so on. And it can be really confusing. And that's really hard. I think particularly um, for parents and siblings, to be honest, I think it can be really confusing for them to go, well, where do I draw the line here? When, when do I parent and when do I care and that's why a lot of people thankfully with the NDIS are having more access to respite services and support workers to come and take that load or to take a bit of that help um sorry a bit of that burden off them so yeah that that's a positive but yeah role confusion is definitely a factor that can lead to burnout Another factor is unrealistic expectations. So many caregivers expect their involvement to have a really positive impact on the health, well-being or happiness of that person or their patient. And this may be really unrealistic for people that suffer from a progressive disease or a chronic thing. Um, so, you know, a level three autism diagnosis where that person is an adult now and may be nonverbal, the likelihood of them then spontaneously beginning to communicate verbally is slim to none. Um, or if 
someone has a cancer diagnosis and it's a terminal diagnosis or a progressive disease such as Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or MS um, or even you know again unpredictable conditions um, such as Tourette's or autism and that sort of thing and that can be really hard when you don't when you feel like you're putting in all this effort but you're not getting any reward out of it or you're not seeing any positive change that can be really hard for caregivers and can lead to burnout as well. Another factor is lack of control. So many caregivers become really frustrated by a lack of money, resources and skills um, that they have access to in order to effectively plan, manage and organize their loved one's care. Um, And they can feel like their hands are tied and they're just in it alone. So that can be really, really hard. And Finally, another factor is unreasonable demands. So some caregivers place really unrealistic burdens upon themselves, in particular because they're providing care um, and they see that as their exclusive responsibility. And some family members, such as siblings, adults, um, adult children, or the the client and patient themselves may place unrealistic unreasonable demands on their caregiver. So they may expect them to do a lot of things that maybe don't necessarily fit their role. So obviously there are a number of factors that can lead to caregiver burnout, but they're the ones I just briefly wanted to discuss today. And I want to look at the symptoms now of caregiver burnout because it's not necessarily the same symptoms as depression. They may definitely overlap, but if we're looking at care of burnout um, in particular, we're looking at withdrawal from friends, family, and other loved ones and only focusing on that one person, which I guess is where the difference between depression and caregiver burnout may lie. That being said, please note that a carer can burn out and develop depression, but I'm just highlighting the symptoms more so of care give a burnout right now they may have a loss of interest in activities that they previously enjoyed or self-care tasks they previously engaged in they may feel really blue irritable hopeless and helpless they may have changes in appetite weight gain weight loss and so on changes in their sleep patterns from insomnia to excess sleep Uh, they may get sick more often so because of the heightened level of stress their immune system may be compromised and they may come down with just things like the common cold a lot more often Um, and they may have feelings of wanting to harm themselves or the person that they're caring for now please note that that's not necessarily something that happens all the time and that's probably a more extreme example and I'm not saying that carers always follow through with that or always even have those thoughts but it is a possibility and it is something that comes up so I did want to mention it finally they may be really irritable and may experience just pure emotional and physical exhaustion so obviously those symptoms are quite um, serious symptoms. They're not things that we should take lightly as a society. So what can we do to help people work through carer burnout? So obviously feeling powerless is the number one contributor to burnout and depression in any kind of aspect. And it's an easy trap to fall into as a caregiver, especially if they feel um, stuck in a role that they didn't expect or they were thrust into without, you know, being consulted or um, they feel helpless to change things for the better. But no matter the situation, that caregiver, they need to know that they're not powerless. And this is really true when it comes to their state of mind. You can't always get the extra time, money or physical assistance you'd like, but you can always focus on hope and focus on your own happiness and that sort of thing. So if you are a care carer who is experiencing burnout it may be a really good idea to kind of try and practice some acceptance so when you feel like you're 
facing that like unfairness of a loved one's condition, um, there's often a need to make sense of the situation and ask like, why? Why is this happening to them? Why is this happening to me? But you can spend a lot of energy dwelling on things that you can't change and dwelling on things that are just totally out of your control and not getting clear answers, which can just lead to this like cycle. Um, So at the end of the day, that's not going to make you feel any better. And to try and avoid the emotional trap of really feeling sorry for yourself or searching um, for someone to blame, try and focus instead on what you can control. Okay, this is the situation I'm in. What can I do? Instead of like, what can I do to make them better? What can I do to make them comfortable? What can I do to help myself today? Those sorts of questions. So accepting what the role is and accepting the limitations to your role. And I think it's also important to embrace the caregiving choice. So it's really important for carers to acknowledge that despite any burden that that they may feel, they have you have ultimately made a conscious choice to provide care. Um, So focus on the positive reasons behind that choice. Um, Maybe you wanted to provide care to repay a parent for the care they gave you or because the deep love that you have for a sibling or a friend or the values that you have or the example you want to set for your children. And those meaningful motivations can really help sustain you through those difficult times and remind you why you're doing what you're doing. On that note as well, um, don't let caregiving take over your life and you know it is really easy to accept a difficult situation and just go oh well it is what it is but we need to also focus on the things that give you meaning and purpose whether that's your own family you know church your favorite hobby or your career or something because like I said at the very beginning you just cannot pour from an empty cup so it is really important to focus on yourself just as much as it is to focus on the person that you're caring for. And always try as well to focus on the things you can control. So we've already kind of touched on this one, but you can't wish for more hours in the day. You can't force your siblings to help with your parents more. So rather than stressing over things you can't control, again, just try and focus on how you choose to react to problems. And try and also on that note, kind of look for the silver lining or celebrate those really small victories. If you start to feel discouraged, just try and remind yourself that all your efforts do matter. You know, try and think, okay, yes, this person may not be making the progress that I anticipated or may be um, deteriorating, but what would happen if I wasn't here? And be kind to yourself and celebrate the efforts that you have put in. And also, if you feel like you're a carer and you're not getting the, you know, respect or the praise from your loved one that you might need or might crave, try and imagine how they would respond if they were healthy and if they weren't preoccupied with their own illness or their own pain or they weren't, you know, um, suffering from a memory conditions such as dementia or Alzheimer's, how would they respond and how would they feel about the love or care that you're giving? And just remind yourself that the person would express gratitude if they were actually able to. And even on those days where they may seem really ungrateful and you may feel disheartened, that's more so the illness or the condition talking and not their true self. And finally, it's always really important to talk to a supportive family member or a friend. So positive reinforcement doesn't just have to come from the person that you're um, caring for. When you're feeling unappreciated, turn to friends and family who may listen to you. um, And, you know, they might encourage you to look into some respite care so that you can have a break. Or they might encourage you to speak up to other family members or spread the responsibility or that sort of thing. And I think that's really important as well, just feeling heard yourself. One of the main things that carers can often struggle with is kind of trying to spread the responsibility or turning down offers for help. So I don't want to bring this, I I don't want to um, kind of look at parenting as the same as caring for 
someone with an illness. But I think as new parents, I, I know I especially really struggle to accept help and I often turn down offers for help even though I desperately needed them and I think that that's something that carers can do a lot too because they feel like people can't do it to, to the level that they do it or they don't want to disrupt the routine of the person they're caring for but please don't turn down offers for help don't be shy about accepting help let people feel good about supporting you it's really actually quite smart to have a list of small tasks that others could easily take care of even if it's things just like doing a click and collect grocery order and asking someone to pick them up for you or driving them to an appointment while you just have a downtime downtime or while your um, loved one has gone to sleep you going out and someone just sitting at the home with them just making sure that they're not alone and everything's okay just things like that are really really important because it is important to give yourself a break Um, because as a busy caregiver you know hobby time or spare time may seem like a totally impossible luxury but you do owe it to yourself because you're working so hard and again you also owe it to the person that you're caring for to carve um, personal time into your schedule give yourself permission to rest and to do hobbies and to do things you enjoy because again you just cannot pour for an empty cup and you're both going to suffer um, you know in the long term and I think there is a real importance to maintain your personal relationships as well don't let your friendships or relationships get lost or come undone because of the caregiving share your feelings with those who are important to you because those who are important to you will listen and will offer help so definitely don't turn down that help Take care of your own health. Keep on top of your doctor's visits. Exercise, practice meditation or relaxation. Eat well, sleep well. All those things are so, so, so important. And just finally, before we finish up, one thing that you definitely should look into if you are a carer who is definitely feeling like you may be burning out is to join a caregiver support group. So a caregiver support group is actually a really great way to share your troubles and find people who understand what you're going through because they're going through similar experiences themselves each day. And if you can't leave the house, there are also, especially in this day and age with COVID-19, there are many online groups that are also available. So definitely check them out. And in most support groups you'll be able to talk about your problems and listen to other people talk um, and realize that you're not alone and sometimes that can be the most refreshing thing and you'll not only get help but you'll also be able to help others which can feel really fulfilling yourself but most importantly like I said you'll find out that you're not alone you're not the only person experiencing this and you'll have people that understand the true meaning of what you're going through. And I do think, I genuinely think that a lot of carers will feel better knowing that other people are in the same situation and their knowledge can be invaluable, especially if they're caring for someone with the same illness as your loved one. So I definitely think um, joining a caregiver support group is really, really important. So that's all I wanted to chat to you guys about today. I basically wanted this episode to highlight the importance of what carers do and why it's important for them to check in on themselves and try and avoid care burnout, but also what the symptoms are of caregiver burnout so that if you know someone who is caring for a loved one or a friend who is unwell, you can look out for those symptoms and maybe help support them because I guarantee you that person feels really alone, even if they're smiling on the outside. So always, always, always check in with your friend that seems the happiest. Um, I know we say that a lot, but it definitely rings true when it comes to people that sacrifice so much to be carers themselves. So before we finish up today, I did want to chat a little bit more about Mr. Jones, who is sponsoring this episode and why I think it's so fitting that they're sponsoring this particular episode on carer burnout. Mr. Jones approached me to partner with them because we tend to share the same values on self-care. 
They want to empower people to look, feel and sleep their best with innovative health and beauty products that actually work and aren't a fad. As a parent and professional, I give so much of myself to others and I often neglect my own needs or run out of time in the day to ensure that I'm taking care of my own well-being. And I know this is true for me and I cannot be alone in that. I've mentioned so many times in past podcast episodes that you just cannot pour from an empty cup. But I think if I'm being honest, I have been really struggling lately to ensure that I'm well taken care of as well and that I'm looking after my own well-being. So I thought this was a great opportunity and a great time to try something new, especially considering I'm going back to work in a couple of weeks. So I've now been using these Mr. Jones products for about four weeks because I'm a big believer in testing something and really believing in it before I share it with my audience. I've been using the Perfect Pair AM and PM vitamins every day as well as the Daily Beauty Greens. And I've definitely noticed some pretty great benefits such as skin clarity. However, the biggest change for me has been in regards to my sleep, I guess. I've definitely noticed that while they don't help me get to sleep, which is good, I don't want a vitamin to put me to sleep, I'm having a much more restful sleep of a night, not waking up as often. And I think because of the magnesium in the sleep type vitamin, I've actually noticed a significant decrease in my restless leg syndrome, which I previously experienced quite frequently over the, you know, since I had the baby actually. So that's great for me. That's a great bonus. All of their products are made here in Australia, even down to the packaging. They are plant-based, vegan-friendly, and gluten-free. You can choose subscription options, which are 15% off at the moment, or make a one-off purchase to see whether they're for you. Mr. Jones has kindly offered you guys a 10% off discount on any one-time purchase using the code PLAYFULPSYCHOLOGIST at checkout. They are also offering you an additional 10% off the already discounted subscription price, which takes the subscription price down to 25% off using the same code. There are no strings attached to their subscriptions and you can cancel them at any time. The link to these products can be found in the podcast notes for today's episode. You can read some of their 1600 plus five-star reviews for yourself and learn more about their products. And remember, self-care is not selfish. So thanks so much for listening today, guys. And if you are a parent or a carer, or you're just feeling a little bit burnt out, definitely check out the Mr. Jones Health Vitamins. I'll link them in the podcast notes for today's episode, like I already said. I know it's a little bit different to what I usually talk about, but I guess I felt like I talk so much about some chronic conditions that, and people that listen to those podcasts, I guess, are, are carers themselves. So I really wanted to highlight that those people are not alone and highlight how they can get some support themselves. So thank you so much for listening and I'll chat to you guys next week. See you later.